adventure, friendship, magic, dungeons, and dragons. You've found the Fable Forge. This is David, and I play Coriander. Hi, I'm Gardner, and I play Torin. Hi, I'm Elise, and I play everyone else, always. And this is the Fable Forge. Yeah. It's an actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, and we decided that it would be nice for you if we made a little introduction episode, which this is. This is it, the introduction episode. It's for those of us, those of you that haven't played D&D in a while or haven't ever played D&D or don't even know what it is or why someone would put dragons in dungeons anyway. What's D&D? Oh, good question. For me, it's a storytelling vehicle and you use the dice to sort of simulate the chaotic randomness element of life. It sort of adds spice to the story, you know, it makes things less expected for both the DM and, and the players. How about you, Gardner? What 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 does D mean to you? I see it as a combination of collaborative storytelling. So people getting together to just tell a story. It can also be, if you'd like, strategic wargaming. Sort of like chess, you know, where you can plot out your movements. If you don't like that, if you're not into that, you don't have to. It's up to you. David, what's your take on D&D? Well, it's not Monopoly. That's all I got. And when you first played D&D, how upset were you when you found out that it wasn't actually Monopoly? Were you lured into D&D thinking that you were going to play Monopoly? Yeah, actually, when I first, uh, when somebody was like, hey, you want to play d and I was like, yeah, sure, I want to be the hat. And they were like, what? And that was when I was like, nah, never mind. This sucks. <laughs> I can't be the hat. I can't be the car. I can't even be the little boot. Whatever. I'm out of here. And he never went back. <laughs> Sometime later, he sits here. Sits here playing D&D. So every D&D group is going to look a little different. Uh, most of them will be larger than ours. We are just three people. Elise is the DM. And Gardner and I are player characters. But we're just three. And a lot of time you can have four or five. I've known groups to be even up to eight, which is a lot. But yeah. in this episode, this, is, this stuff is here to give you a brief overview of how this big, nasty mess even works. So... Like we said, a group of people get together to tell a story. According to the rules of Dungeons and Dragons, according to the uh, player's handbook, the three pillars of adventure are... One. Exploration. Two. Social interaction. And three. Combat. Gandalf is trademarked by the Tolkien estate. To have an adventure that has those three pillars in it, we have to make characters that have like names and skills and abilities and backstories. He's like full characters. Gardner and I have made those, but the DM does not make a character. Instead, they are like the master of ceremonies, if you will. They are the lead storyteller or sometimes kind of like a referee. They play all the non-player characters. They design the world. They make the rules. They plan basically the whole adventure and they execute it. And David, what exactly is a non-player character? 
that's like anybody that's not us. Uh, it could be a shopkeeper. It could be a monster. It could be a god. It could be a little plant that says hi. I don't know. Oh, that's cool. up to yeah. least. We're totally going to have a little plant that says hi now. <laughs> I mean, not anymore. So let's go back to these dice. Yeah. How do they work? So we've got a bunch of dice. The main die in Dungeons and Dragons is the 20-sided die, a D20. Very famous for being a role-playing die. I'm sure there's a cool design history to it and everything, but we don't know that. It's real pretty. It is pretty, and it's fun to play with. It sounds a little bit like this. So when, when tough stuff comes up, when challenges arise, players have to roll that 20-sided die to see if they overcome the obstacles. This randomness, like Elise kind of said earlier, it represents all the variables present in the situation. All the stuff that could go right, the stuff that could go wrong, the stuff that we might not expect. So what is a good roll and what is a bad roll? Like what's the scale? So our ace is high, is the one the best? <laughs> like how does that work? Not in this system. Uh, in some systems, one is good, 20 is bad. But in this, you want to aim high. Yeah, the bigger the number, the better you're gonna do on the skill check. And skill checks are when characters roll based on their skills that they have. Every character has a bunch of skills like acrobatics, intimidation, sleight of hand, stealth, medicine, etc. Lots of lots of stuff that represents all the things that people can be good at. You roll a skill check and compare it against a DC or a difficulty class. That's a number determined by the dungeon master according to some basic rules or by what they think is appropriate at the time. And each die roll is going to be modified by a character's stats. So each character is going to be better at certain skills based on natural abilities and training. Mm -hmm. Just like you are in real life. For example, Coriander does great at stuff that has to do with dexterity because he's so quick and he has nimble little hands, but he's terrible at strength stuff because he's kind of weak and he doesn't work out. Likewise, Torin is fairly good at talking and convincing people of his way of thinking, but he's not the fastest. And he's, he's of average intelligence. All of this, it's a big information dump. So in order to help those of us that like examples, we're going to do a little scene for you to illustrate some common types of skill checks and attack rolls. As I do this as, as your dungeon master, I will talk you through my thoughts and the numbers that they have to beat and we'll sort of walk you through you know hold your hand and walk you through it um so you don't get lost because there's a lot of numbers flying around Whee! Whee! So tell us what's happening, Dungeon Master Elise. All right. So Coriander and Torin stand in the forest north of the city of Oasis. You've got a pine tree in front of you, and there's a tiny gray kitten about halfway up the tree. <gasps> and it's meowing in distress. What would you uh, like to do? Well, Coriander wants to climb that tree and get that kitten, which is anyone's normal natural response to seeing an adorable gray kit especially a gray kitten that's a nice color yeah so i want to climb that tree what kind of skill check should i make so you're gonna roll a d20 what's your uh score in athletics my athletics skill is a one a plus one a plus one so whatever you roll you're gonna add a one to it the lowest branch is probably about four feet over your head so it's not an 
easy task to accomplish. It's not like it's something highly specialized. So the difficulty rating that I've set for him in my brain for this scenario that we've come up with Mm -hmm. is a 10. So if you, this isn't something that in the game I would tell him. This is something that as uh, the DM, I usually keep to myself. So why don't you go ahead and roll your D20 and see what number you come up with. I roll my D20 and I got an 11. I rolled an 11 and then my athletics add one to that result. So my final result that I tell Elise is 12. I got a 12 on my athletics check. Great. So you jump up and you grab you grab that lower branch and you uh, start to climb. But climb, as climb, you climb. do that, oh no, there's some ruffians. Oh no. That come out from the city and they come running up at you. Are they cats too or are they? They're like um, people. Oh, people. <laughs> oh, great. I thought I was just going to get to hang out with a cat. They're kind of dirty. They're like yelling as they come up. They're like, you know, they get up to you. And the lead one's like, hey, that's our cat. Get down from there. We we decided that mittens is ours. Eep. Well, I don't take kindly to threats. You know, I'm a I'm a physically intimidating specimen. Sure. I'm a seven foot tall, four hundred and fifty pound humanoid turtle. I'm gonna try and intimidate him. Okay, that sounds great. So in my head, yeah. I'm gonna set intimidation at fifteen. Cause these guys, they're clearly a gang. They're armed, and there's one of you and like five of them. So I'm going to make an intimidation check, right? What's your modifier on that skill? Torin hasn't spent a lot of time intimidating people, but he's naturally fairly charismatic. Sure. So he ends up with a plus three. What do you say to him? How are you trying to intimidate him? Are you just like pulling yourself up to your full height or? I say, I know that kitten doesn't belong to you. And I know you're just a big, a bunch of, a bunch of ruffians, and uh, uh, I think you should just uh, leave now. Ooh, nice. So let's see what I get. Well, I rolled a two, so plus three, that's five. Yeah, we are a bunch of ruffians. Duh, that's our cat. Yeah, they, they shake they seem, it off. They seem unfazed. Yeah, that doesn't work. The one starts moving towards you with a little knife. Coriander. I'm stuck in a tree. I'm not going to do any good from up here. I don't have my bow. I don't have anything that's going to make an attack. Yeah, I'm actually going to, you know, Cory, uh, any help? I take a look at these bandits, these mm-hmm. ruffians, mm-hmm. Yeah. and I do what's called a perception check. Sure. So I'm going to roll my perception skill in which I have a plus five because I have very good eyes that can see everything. I roll a 10 plus five is a 15. So this is a little bit different of a situation, at least the way that I play it as the DM. So this is sort of a sliding scale of information that you can gather, where if he had rolled a total of 10, he would get less information than his total of 15. You realize that this is the Badlands gang. Oh, yeah. And everyone knows that they walk around barefoot idiots that's our weak spot that's their weak spot they got feet and they don't have shoes so i uh, cory from the from his perch in the tree yells torin this is the badlands gang they're awful and they don't wear shoes fantastic i'm gonna 
pick up my maul, and I'm going to smash the lead person's toes. So in order to determine whether or not you get to hit them, you're going to roll your d20. But you have advantage because you know where to hit them. Because Corey told you what their weak spot is. And advantage okay. means that you get to roll your d20 twice and take higher of the two numbers. If you had gotten disadvantage for some reason, it would be rolling the d20 twice and taking the lower of two numbers. Sure. So like if it was raining and the ground was slippery or... Sure. Something to Something that like that. Unless yeah. you're a slippery fish boy, oh. in which case advantage gardener. So the first roll is a... Five plus two is seven. So that number is going to be compared to their armor class. So basically, they can block you unless you get above that number. What did you roll? A seven. A seven? Yeah, that wouldn't have done it. But you get to roll again. And I got a natural 20. Wow. Wow. A natural 20 is rolling a 20 without adding or subtracting anything. Just you roll the die without and, adding and anything. you see a 20. Yep. That's it. And okay. that means an immediate success. Ba-bam. Oh, wow. And no matter what. if you're attacking, if it's on your attack roll, you get to do double damage. Whoa. You smash his foot and the rest of them run away and we save the kitten and we all lived happily ever after. That's it. That's how you play D&D. We did it. It's that easy. Obviously, there are lots of intricacies and lots of different things that can happen and will happen in this campaign. And we'll touch on some of them while we take you on this little adventure that we have. But those are the basics. So at least when we say, I make an intimidation check, you won't wonder what we're even talking about. Don't worry. As we go, there will be lots of things that don't make sense to us, to you. The rules of D&D are sometimes very fluid, and a lot of it is up to the dungeon master's discretion. And sometimes we'll just be wrong, too. So if you feel confused by things that we do... Or if you just want to tell us how cute we are, send us some messages on Twitter at The Fable Forge or on Facebook at The Fable Forge. Or you can email us at TheFableForge at gmail.com. And we are really cute. It's true. Thanks for listening and stay tuned because coming up next on the feed, we've got our very, very first episode. We can't wait for you to join us. See you then. Oh, good God. Oh, good God. Oh, my good God. Thanks for listening, everyone. Bye. We love you. Bye. We love you. Bye. Hi, this this is Elise. I'm your storyteller. What? I'm just starting. Okay, ready? Three, two, one. Let's jam. <laughs> hey, girl, you want some spaghetti? Well, it's been fun. <laughs> Do we have to start over? <laughs>